3: What up America? Doug Gottlieb show, Fox sports radio broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com the way tire buying should be. We got a show for you. Huh? We got a show for you. Um, got some Aaron Rodgers sound, which will be interesting. Darren Ravel's is going to join us as the, um, the end of the Kanye in sports era is upon us. But just, I, I think, and and I would I would be honest with you. I would say I'm even guilty of this on some level. Um, I had no idea Kanye West's level of success with the shoes and in the sports world. I had I just didn't. It just. Uh, but obviously, with all that's gone down. And with cancel culture upon us, he's being canceled. But wait till you hear the numbers of how this is affecting the various businesses that he had a partnership with up until really this week. That's upcoming 25 after the hour. We got a lot to get to. Um, I want to start with tonight's game, right? Thursday night football, Ravens, Buccaneers. And I think anyone would would say, both teams are off to a fairly disappointing start. Now the Ravens, much like the Buccaneers, have suffered a bunch of injuries. Unlike the Buccaneers, the Ravens, they've led in every football game. Like there hasn't been a game like this past weekend with the Panthers taking on the Buccaneers that they just no-showed. You know, their problem has been they get a lead and then either they, the other team figures them out. Lamar has missed some layup throws. They've just had some uneven plays. If we're fair, they continue to have a massive amount of injuries, especially in their offensive backfield with J.K. Dobbins back out. You know, there's a guy who's a, they think is a star and he's been hurt. Uh, but they've had interceptions, fumbles, and at times, at times, uh, uneven play. The, the, the Buccaneers just haven't been particularly good. Now, th- they're, what's the biggest thing in Tampa and playing well? Protecting Tom Brady. The defense has been really pretty good most of the year. The offense has not. They've had some untimely drops. Mike Evans dropped a sure touchdown last week. I, I think the whole game changes if he catches that ball. It, that was very similar to who is the young player for the Packers who dropped the pass when they took on the Buccaneers and then it became House of Cards. Kind of similar. It was Watson, right? Christian Watson, wasn't it? Similar sort of thing. But uh, Lamar Jackson returned to uh, earth after week three and then what's fascinating about Tampa is everybody likes Todd Bowles. I like Todd Bowles. I thought Todd Bowles was a tremendous defensive coordinator with the Cardinals. He was tremendous with the Buccaneers and their defense has still been pretty good. But it is fascinating that there has been almost zero criticism of Todd Bowles nationally. Instead, it's is Brady washed, or there are too many injuries in the offensive line, and that's why they're bad? When Todd Bowles is the head coach, even though he's the former de- defensive coordinator, and Byron Leftwich handles that side of the ball with uh, with Aaron Rod- with with, with, Aaron Rod- with Tom Brady, it is interesting that he's avoided any of the critique. But this is this is one of those big ones. Because you got the mini buy coming up, and if you know anything about uh, Baltimore's schedule, they have the mini buy—that's what they call when you play on a Thursday. Then you have Saturday, Sunday off. Then you play the Saints. Then you got the big buy. Like this is a great chance for them to get right if they can just win this game, get a little bit healthier, and beat the Saints. I mean, look at their schedule after the Saints game, after the bye, It signifies what should be wins. Tampa, more difficult schedule, more difficult time of year. Um, and after the mini-buy, they don't have a real buy until they get two more weeks, right? Rams, Seahawks, then a buy, then the Browns, Saints, Niners, Bengals, Cardinals. More difficult schedule. It's a game the, that the Ravens come in off of winning. The Ravens aren't healthy, but they're healthier than Tampa. And the Ravens, if they win, it it they can flip the season much the way the teams flip the field at the end of the first half. The Buccaneers... I think winning this game just keeps them in first place and keeps them allowing to catch their breath as they just want to stay at or above 500 to win their division. Feels like a really important game, doesn't it? And we're going to make our determination on if Tom Brady is washed or not. We're going to make our determination on how much, the, the, how much and for how long they should give a guaranteed contract to Lamar Jackson for. All right, isn't that what we do? Jay Stu, isn't that what we do on Thursday Night Football Games? We make grand determinations based upon this one game that stands alone.
6: Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot to talk about tomorrow regardless of what happens uh, with either team. So I'm I'm pro-content. I root for content, kind of hoping that Brady lays another egg so that uh, we can continue to try to figure out why he's such a mess. But I, I, I like your point about Todd Bowles. I don't understand why he's skating on this thing. He was a failure as a head coach with the Jets, um,
3: but he, even that he skated on on some level and rightfully so he had a disaster as yeah. a
6: general manager
3: and the team was a disaster but you're right you're right go ahead
6: I think a lot of Jets coaches I think a lot of ex-Jets coaches get that kind of Pete Carroll thing where like yeah they get the yeah, Jets he passed. failed but it was, the Jets. It was yeah, the Jets yeah I get it okay well this is the second time around and I don't think and you, you, have you have can Brady. start worse yeah. and
3: you're in a bad division and you have a good roster and Bruce Arians left saying hey this team's great you don't need me whether or not he meant it or not, that's what he said.
6: I put this in... Uh, what did he say? He said, uh, the team's in good hands. I want to make sure that I gave Todd the team in good hands. I I thought it was
3: one of the bigger BS statements of all time, but I also think that, and I don't think he meant to do this, it does now put an undue amount of pressure on, on Todd Bowles. Like, hey, I left you a good team, and look what you did with it. As much as Arians was done at five and at the bar at 515 or maybe i'm i'm guessing arians had the glass in the office sort of deal um they still made the playoffs right they still made the playoffs last year they still won a super bowl right now it looks like they'll make the playoffs but that's because their division is the worst in the sport is the worst in the sport
1: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
3: My guy, Darren Ravel from the Action Sports Network in a moment. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live cooking on the Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at thebiggreenegg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, biggreenegg.com. Um... The the Russell Wilson thing has been uh, cringy. Is that what the kids say? Cringy. He's cringe. You familiar with this, Jason?
6: The the uh, oh yeah, cringy. Yeah, cringy. No. That's a good. That's a good adjective for him. Actually,
3: Russell Wilson is cringy. It, like if you if you're a, if you're an older person, you're like, what is? I mean, I think I know what cringy is. And you're just like the idea of Russell Wilson, um, in the aisle doing some form of calisthenics, right? While his teammates are sleeping. And then telling all the reporters that, right? It's like one thing to to do, like, yeah, I stayed loose in the plane and moved around. But he was very, very sure to point out everybody else was sleeping. Me? I was getting better. I was working out on the flight. But it's been weird. They haven't been well coached, and it has, they haven't played well. George Patton, swear to God that's his name, is the GM of the team. He had this to say about his coach.
6: I believe in Nathaniel, you know, he, he uh, I support Nathaniel hundred percent. He's been in this seven games, you know, as a head coach, uh, the scrutiny he's, he's faced is, is unprecedented. You know, we've had four primetime games, so he's kind of had to learn in front of the entire world, but I really like how, uh, the team he's, he's, he's kept the team together. He's they're connected. He's kept our building together. Um, and I appreciate how he's, he's fought through that.
3: Uh, George Payton, by the way, not Patton. That's my mistake. Um, that's the, the that's the dreaded vote of confidence, right? Because he has he really kept them together. <laughs> is is that is that what we're looking at? Like, is Jerry? Are they getting the most out of Jerry Judy? Do you think he's he's down with the program? Here's Peyton talking about Russell Wilson's contract.
6: You know, we just want to get ahead of the contract cycle. We had saw how Russ was you know, in the offseason and training camp. Felt really good about Russ. We feel really good about Russ. Um, just really wanted to get ahead of it. Uh, we, we didn't want a lot of distraction uh, during the season. We feel really good about it. I feel good about that deal. I feel like it will hold up. I feel good about Russ.
3: I mean, I, I get these are both his deals, right? This is on George Payton. Nobody else. So I, I guess, I don't know what what is he supposed to say about it. But there isn't any way in hell you can feel good about Russell Wilson's contract. They cannot get out of it for four years. He's going to be on their roster for four years. And at that money, he's going to be their starting quarterback. And he's looked anything like a franchise quarterback. Anything but like a franchise quarterback so far to this is what happens when you tie your ship to somebody. It's a really hard one because Peyton, if he has to switch coaches, remember he was there before the new owners. Now he has to go to the new owners. If they want to make a coaching change, like, I know I might've screwed up that one, but let me pick this guy. This guy's better than the last guy. So he's kind of left with no choice, but to support the two moves that he made. But these are the types of moves that get you fired. Yes, John Ramos. Would you agree or would you think, and this, this is just what I've seen, it,
8: it seems to me that Coach Hackett is is kind of what he did say. He, did, he is probably good with the players. They, they feel comfortable with him. He keeps them together. What I think his problem might be is just the in-game coach. We've talked about this before, About and I've asked you, like, do you feel better? Like, Are you a good in-game coach, Doug? And you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I just feel like he's not a very good in-game coach. When the, When the stakes are high and things need to be thought of quickly, he seems to be lost.
3: I, what I was, I'm like offended by uh, George Payton saying like he's, he's had to learn, you know, on this inc- incredibly high profile stage. Like, no, that, that ain't it. I, I do think every game you coach, you learn. If you haven't been a head coach before, and there is going to be a learning curve, but he's looked completely overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed. There isn't anyone who can't go like, You had to learn, like, the basics of managing a game at the end of a game? What are you doing? It is the dreaded vote of confidence. Usually that means you're going to get fired at the end of the year. Uh, That one was sent out there because people wondered, with the bye coming up, the long trip back, if he'd get kiffened when he returned. I don't think he gets kiffened, even if he returns with another L. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, and others have tried to creep into his industry, but it's a cottage industry, and he created it. He's been the guy, and he's kind enough to spend some time with us. He's Darren Ravel. He joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm talking about the business side of sports and all the financial uh, kind of entanglements. Um, I think the story of the week, and it's more entertainment, but it's crept into sports, has been the dismantling of the empire of Kanye West after his repeated uh, anti-Semitic comments, right? Uh, For full disclosure, Darren's Jewish, I'm Jewish or whatever. Um, So I I guess the thing that's most surprising was, and I know he's, he doesn't personally, he didn't personally represent Jalen Brown and Aaron Donald, but his, he had an agency that did Um, how far wide reaching was Kanye West in regards to sports?
4: Well, he had that done to sports. It was, you know, more of a, on a marketing side, And both those guys, you know, wanted to tap into what he's done culturally. Um, You know, I, I, he, he, I don't think he was, had a significant impact, but he certainly through who he is, was in culture, um, you know, the Yeezys, the Adidas brand, what he did when he was at Nike, I mean, uh, when when people saw him or he was around people, he certainly garnered a whole lot of attention. And I'm not sure people understood how big of a business this was to Adidas.
3: How big a business was it?
4: So Adidas said that they were taking essentially a write-down for the fourth quarter of $246 million in net income to wind down the business and basically take it off the shelves. So people said, oh, it's $250 million. That's a billion-dollar wind-down in business. But here's, here, here's what I need to try to explain. And it's harder to explain it in air versus writing it down. So net income is everything minus cost. So when you buy a Yeezy for two hundred dollars, Adidas, the net income on a shoe that they sell for two hundred dollars is actually twenty dollars. So it costs them they, they they sell the shoe for fifty to a retailer. That's a two hundred dollar shoe for fifty to a retailer. The net income, what they actually make a Yeezy is about twenty dollars. Then they sell it to the retailer. Uh, they, they, it's $50. They sell it to the retailer for uh, 100 and then the retailer sells it to you for 200 So when they say that it's a $246 million loss in that quarter and winding it down and everything, if the actual net income of a shoe that is $200 is $20, it's actually a $2.4 billion wind down not 246 million at retail. And that's where you really see how long it took wow. them to do this. It's because ultimately over time this is a 10 billion dollar business that they're saying we're going to let go of.
3: Why did he act like Adidas couldn't do this? Was it because of the amount of money generated? Yes,
4: because it's 10% because it's 10% basically 10% of their business. And he didn't think that it was possible. Now, there are some people out there who say, oh, this was his plan by design because he he went to Adidas. It became so big. And yet he was only getting a certain percentage of royalties. And he wants to do it himself. And I respond with anyone who says that doesn't understand manufacturing and supply chain and company dynamics. He used to have like 300 people that work for him. He has less than a hundred now, and who would work for him? And then these factories that make these shoes, yes, even in China and Vietnam and Indonesia, like they have relationships with Nike and Reebok and Under Armour and all this. Like it's very, very difficult to conduct this whole business on your own. There's a reason Adidas is the second largest shoe and apparel company in the world. You can't just do this on your own, and especially when you're not going to have people working for you because they don't want to work for you. So I don't think he did this on purpose. I do believe he really did not think it was possible to be canceled, and he's been canceled all over. Uh, The other interesting thing, Doug, is that that now you have have, have stores that say, okay, well, we don't want to sell any Yeezy stuff but but the but the secondary market in in both StockX and eBay they haven't done anything and when you look at StockX they have this thing that you can go to where you can sort and you know you find out that seven out of the best selling seven out of the top 8 best selling shoes in the last 72 hours are Yeezys which just goes to show you yes people are getting rid of them but yes people are buying them and that's i think that's just the manifestation of the fractured world we live in
3: um i I read and i i think it was from your tweet earlier today they're going to try and keep selling the yeezys only without the name on it
4: no that was not me
3: Who who owns the intellectual property over the shoes
4: it's 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 it, 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 it's mixed. There was a Bloomberg article uh, this morning about it. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a showdown over this, uh, so I don't think it is clear. But but I do not believe they will sell Yeezy's. I mean Yeezy's, What are you just going to change the name of it? I don't believe they can they can do that. But they are. This is a huge financial hole that you can argue is irreplaceable. This is not some dude is retiring, he's an NBA player, and you're going to have to find the next prospect. I mean, I'm not in the market, but, you know, the, the shoes that he put out, the slides and everything else, you could at least say, for, for one thing, that they were unique and different and totally separate from anything else out there.
3: Hmm. What uh, What do you think happens to those shoes?
4: Um uh, you know if eBay and and StockX and the secondary market is going to continue to let them I think I think there will be it'll again it's it's a manifa- manifestation of our fractured world. There will be p- some people who now want to support him and there will be some people that now want to get rid of them and want nothing to do with them. Um I don't think they'll disappear off the face of the earth. I don't think they're going to make a bonfire out of it. You know, I, I, I think that they'll, they'll be around. But I would, I would predict that for those people who think that Kanye is going to resurface with a new shoe and a new brand and do it in the mass that he did it with Adidas, there is no chance that's happening anytime soon. In this culture, the question becomes, if you are canceled... How recoverable are you?
6: Yes, and it's hard experience. to say. Because,
4: uh, yeah. yeah, and it's hard to say because we're in the moment right now, right? Like we're we're in the moment right now, and obviously there's a recency bias, but like it seems like he's he he he's tracking along the lines of, of Will Smith. Like he, it seems like Will Smith is not even if it was one night, it was one moment, and it was. It, it seems like he has. It's not he didn't say one thing. He went over and over and over again. And I think that that makes him more permanently canceled than than others, potentially. But again, recency bias makes it hard. That's
3: amazing. It's really I mean, I I don't you saying the numbers and with a B, I think it should change people's perspective and understanding of just how big a story this this well, that's why
4: that's why everyone's like, oh, Adidas, they have German heritage, they have Nazi heritage. And it's like, well, you know, to be fair and I'm Jewish and I thought what what obviously what he said was morally uh, reprehensible. Right. Like, to be fair, like when you think about the decision in shoes, there's only one brand that's bigger. And that's the Jordan brand. So when you think about what they had to do uh and the conversations they had to have. Uh, this was a ridiculously big decision, and at the well, end of I, the they, day i, I, I
3: th- they they had to. i mean regardless of everything else, because of the perception of it being German and their ties to you know to yes. Germany. yes you know they, that they had it, to. that
4: definitely made it different than other situations, plus it made it different from a kobe bryant uh sexual assault case or tiger hurting his own family through extramarital affair or, you know, it, 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 it ran much deeper. It ran much deeper. And, and, and the other thing that made it easy was now I think Kanye would sue, but when you think about morals clauses on the simplest morals clause in an endorsement contract, the simplest, he's violated all of it. You know, there's always like when you sever a guy's deal, how good is the morals clause? Remember, in like uh, I can't well, remember just, the or, or force majeure
3: clauses as well, right? I mean, there's all, all kinds of different things.
4: Yeah, I remember in '97, Sean Kemp said that that uh, you know he had to admit that as a Reebok spokesman, that Nike needed the best shoes,
3: and they canceled them.
4: And, you know, they 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 severed the contract. Sean Kemp came in and said that that's not that is not what a morals clause is. Like did, I damage, like, did I damage the company by saying that? I said, no, as a kid, I love, I love the Jordans. They're still my favorite shoes or whatever. And he got his money back. And often it winds up in the court, uh, how close it is to the line. I guarantee you, because of what Kanye said in the past, they had not only the simple morals clauses, but they had much deeper ones. And, and this crosses all of them. So at least there, I feel like there's probably not anything more than winding down the shoe that they would owe Kanye.
3: What this is, and I know you weren't prepared for this question, so forgive me if if, uh, if that's the case. You know, the NIL is really interesting, right? Um, but you can't wear a different shoe than your school is sponsored Correct. by.
4: On, on the field, on the court, on the, yes.
3: On the field, on the court, and every piece of your gear, obviously, someone will
4: that will be that will be tested. That will right, be that's tested.
3: that's that's my 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 thing there's and I don't like to have double headers, but um, who's going to be the first to test it? And and maybe the opposite side of it is, will we see any current student athletes? Be on commercials for Nike, for example, for Adidas. Well,
4: it's interesting. Obviously, they did the deal with Bronny. I mean, and and it always has gone, as you know, in college basketball circles. You line up with, you know, the coach who has the deal, and sometimes you wind up at Louisville or somewhere else because that person who gets to that person is an AAU coach who has Adidas and whatever it is. Right. Um, that's happened for a long time, but I, I do think there will be a test where 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 someone will try to. And, and yesterday, the NCAA said, we're not going after the eligibility of the kids. We're going after the eligibility of the schools. And this is a completely muddy water, right? Like to, to, to say, are the sponsorships of the deals, when you sign a letter of intent, is there anything really in there that overtly says you must go along with all the school sponsorships? And I, I think it will be tested. There is a lot of gray area in NIL, and and I expect something like that to happen
3: we appreciate you. Thanks for joining me. You got it. All right. Darren Revell at a bake sale somewhere in New York city, the breeders cup uh, world championships are coming to Keeneland this November 4th and 5th. Your score is calling watch and wager on 14 world championship races with full international fields and even bigger payouts. Learn more at breeders cup.com slash 2022 place your bets. Now at tvg.com. I don't own a pair of Yeezys. Uh, they are weird looking shoes, supposedly like that, and the slides really comfortable. I don't know; those are the kind of shoes that when I, I'm sorry, when I see people wear them, I think two letters that sound like defensive back. Only it's not defensive back, right? That's that's that, that that's my take. But I, like they're obviously a crazy popular shoe, and right now it's almost like when remember when Prince died, everybody you know, gobbled up Prince albums. Like it feels like people were buying up these these shoes. But if I see you walk in with some Balenciagas or some Yeezys, like I've already kind of made a note in my head. Like, I don't, I just, I don't know. You have any of those Jace too? No, that's a no, right?
6: Like, do you know? Yeah, that's not my thing. Remember, I, I just got into the Air Jordan space and then my barber, uh, criticized them. Um, he's like, Hey man, um, unless Jordan actually wore the shoes, Yep. then you shouldn't buy them. Because I guess I got some of the new version Jordans, and he didn't wear Which them did when he played. Get? Yeah, um, I sent them to you. I forget what they're called, but I guess they're they're on the newer side, so he didn't technically wear them. Is that a thing? Are, are you put off by that as well? you need um, some vintage Jordans? I have vintage Jordans. I
3: have uh, four or five pairs of vintage Jordans. I like them a great deal. I also I get... What would the, I have them, I don't have them, I'm like, I'm not a reseller, right? I'm, I just, I think they're kind of cool. They're a, a tip of the cap to my, my youth. They actually have some that have the newer souls or lighter souls that feel a lot better. They, they can, some of them can be fairly uncomfortable, but um, I do like the new, I like, I love the Jordan. Nike, by the way, is brilliant for that stuff because with, between the Air Force Ones, the Dunks and the Jordans, and their immense popularity, but there is no, they didn't need to do there's there's no research having to be done. They don't have to create new molds. All that all that cost is already taken care of. They just new colors, whatever. They're making so much money on the the dunks and the the old Jordans coming out. It's crazy.
1: Crazy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
7: Doug
3: Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Any first responder will tell you never try and beat a train. After braking, it can take a mile for a train to come to complete stop. So when you come to a rail crossing stop, trains can't. Let's get to a game. game
7: time! This is
1: game time. Buyer. It's
0: game time.
1: On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Byer.
0: Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, the game today is... (laughs) I feel a draft. Now, coming up in week eight of the NFL season, uh, this Sunday, there is a game that doesn't grab a lot of headlines, Doug. But maybe it should. And maybe the reason that it, it doesn't is because time heals all wounds or because maybe we just don't care anymore or because it happens every single year. But the Titans face the Texans. And it's the Titans, the team that used to be in Houston going to play their former team, their division rivals. It happens every year. We see it in the AFC North as well. So my question to the crew today is we draft the most memorable relocations of a professional sports franchise. Ooh. Yes, this on like the uh one. we had uh my whiteboard. Thing? Yes, there's a. We could do it in the NFL. We could do it in Major League Baseball. You could do it in the NBA, NHL. The draft order today, Doug. You've got the number one overall pick. Then it's me. Then Ramos, and then Jason with the swing pick as we reverse it in this two-round draft. Doug, you're uh, on the
3: clock. Um, okay, I. Th- this one to me is I. Th- the most memorable is the easiest one. And seeing as nobody has offered up to trade, I'll just take it because it's easy. Uh, It was famously the Baltimore Colts under cover of darkness, Mayfair truck, taking them to Indianapolis. Like that's the most famous relocation in all of sports. It's that there was a Mayfair truck that it was the middle of the night. And it's very easy to forget that that happened.
0: Yes, it is. I mean, it's still the grainy footage. Then the offices, and then the then the look of the brand new Hoosier Dome, the new home to the Colts, of what they would be moving in. Uh, remember it well. Uh, at number two, I may have rigged this so I, would, I could get this at number two. <laughs> I think it's because the wound is still open, that it is not healed. See, got, that, see, uh, um, Supersonics. It is the. Supersonics moving to Oklahoma City. Mm. You know, a lot of these other places, you know, maybe teams have been replaced, uh, but that hasn't. That has not been the case. And that wound is still open. And even now, in the talk of expansion of maybe Seattle getting a team, that wound of not having the NBA in Seattle, um, I'm going to say the Sonics to Oklahoma City is number two.
8: All right, Ramos. Um, This is interesting because. The Browns going to do? We already know. Going, gonna do. The, the, we already know. <laughs> I'm not going to say the Rams. Are you not? No. Oh, okay. I'm going to say <laughs> the Browns. I'm going to say the Browns to Baltimore because the Browns were like, it's the Cleveland Browns. Like everybody, you know, that was like, yes, that was so crazy.
3: No, it was, yeah, the, the, the they reverse moved, of, of what happened previously. Exactly.
8: No so I said the Browns. Even though the Browns got the team back again, just they just made a new team. I always consider the Baltimore Ravens the Cleveland Browns, sure. so it's the oh, Browns to Baltimore. It's really good value
6: at number three. Good value at three. I just, I, I just like the way he's so combative about it, <laughs> like John. The, I'm not going to pick the Rams. Why the he's hostility? All be able to pick the
3: Rams. I'm not picking the Rams. That's my <laughs> yeah. like, next pick. Jeez, John. Guys.
6: There's no. Next there, pick. There's no right or wrong here, John. There's no pressure. There's absolutely right or wrong here. Just um, about. you know, in the late '50s, the most successful MLB franchise outside of the Yankees. Um uh, oh, relocated to, San to <laughs> Relocated to Los Angeles. I mean, if you think about it, almost from the get-go, it was a successful move, a successful franchise when they got to L.A. They started winning championships. They're the most attended sports franchise in the world. Um, a success story all around. It was a smart move. And uh, you got to give it to the O'Malley family. Shout out to the O'Malley's. Um, I won't take John's pick, so I'm just going to go with uh, the weird relocations of the Raiders franchise. Oh, yeah. Starting in Oakland in my formative years, being in Los Angeles in the '80s, being back in Oakland, and now being in, in Las Vegas, I just have to—I have to mention how strange that is. We haven't seen anything like that in sports. So that's number. This is like
0: when Jason does the midway, and then he gives us four topics that he immediately takes off the board. Yes, you know because there could have there could have been the Raiders to LA, but you're just putting them all in your Raiders. Oh, I couldn't do that. A triangle.
6: No Raiders. It's it's all under the
0: Raider umbrella. Yes, yes. But but I think that you could say that them going back to Oakland was a separate one. No, you're right. Or them going to uh, Las Vegas. Or how about their two minutes when they were teaming up with the uh, Chargers in Carson? Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ramos, you're back on the clock.
8: I am back on the clock, and I am lucky because this time I will take the Rams moving to St. Louis oh. as a, a crazy one. That there. was awesome, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I had no idea they left for a while. <laughs> I followed them to St. Louis. I'm like, well, might as well just keep following them, and that's what I did. So,
6: anyway, Rams to St. Louis at uh, number six. I know nobody, by the way, who did that. I know no friends or people that I know that became St. Louis Rams fans. So it's amazing that John fits in that category. Well, you know one. That would be me.
3: uh, Miles Simon, I mean, he was a Rams fan back in Orange County. He was a Rams fan even when they were in St. Louis. Name dropper.
6: uh, Just drop (laughs) all American I thought it was weird too.
3: I mean, look, I thought it was weird, too. Like, they moved away and you're still their fan? Like, what the hell?
0: Which makes it all the more interesting that the 49ers should have beaten the Rams in the NFC Championship game. (laughs) They were so close. Well, people forget how close they were. Yeah, they do. They do. All right. I'm up at number seven. And I was thinking about going one way, but I don't want to do this to our neighbors to the north. So I'm going to give them a positive. I was really excited when the Atlanta Thrashers... Moved to Winnipeg, and we brought back the Winnipeg Jets.
3: We went back big, big big, that jet. We we,
0: We bring the jet back. Yeah, we we take so much away from Canada and try to make it our own. That how great was it that Winnipeg? got a team back so uh congratulations winnipeg jets returning to the nhl
6: wait a is minute my pick at number seven did they get this did they get the same franchise back no, no. oh no because yeah, they they were the Arizona. coyotes yes i mean i barely pay attention to the sport but if that happened and i didn't know i'd be very embarrassed
0: <laughs> so we're going uh yeah that so this is the last pick uh yes
6: no more rounds I, yeah, I, I could have
3: made it a three round draft. I, didn't, I, 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 I got one for you that we haven't, I guarantee none of you have thought of. Okay. Your Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. Right? Think about it. It wasn't a big thing at the time, but forever they're the Lakers, which makes no sense in Los Angeles. Why would you name them the Lakers? Because they're actually from Minnesota, where they have 1,000 likes. A Lakers move. In terms of big moves, you, yeah, but what, what what do people say? I hate this sentence. But you can't tell the story of basketball without you
6: can't tell the story of basketball without telling the story of the Lakers. A uh, correction and retraction. By the way, we have uh, Minnesota Zone Scott Shapiro in studio today. It's ten, lakes. <laughs> 10, 000, 10 thousand lakes.
0: Uh, 10,000. and it's and really it's, it's ten thousand exactly. Like yes. it's not <laughs> nine, Oh, stop making them Was it Minnetonka 10, that yes.
3: the Vikings were on the love boat cruise if, with. You guys <laughs> if, remember that one? What's that? The, the love boat cruise with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah,
0: yeah. I thought that maybe the North Stars moved from Minnesota. North Stars was, to the
3: South to become the Dallas Stars. Yes. That's a big one. And we listen the the Bears were once in St. Louis, right? The um, the you used to the Arizona Cardinals used to be in St. Louis as well. Yep. Right. Yeah. The Braves have been the Milwaukee Braves and the Boston Braves. The Angels were in L.A. Now they want to be in L.A., but they're in Anaheim. The Clippers used to be in San Diego. The Chargers used to be in San Diego as well. The
0: Seahawks moved to L.A. for a weekend in the 90s. Then that ended.
3: They That's how they get was the new like stadium? Two days. Yeah. That's how they get the new stadium? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's game time.
7: That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on
1: the Doug Gottlieb Show. Really good game day,
3: Byron. Really, really good. Uh, would have been good the midway, good as a game as well. Coming up on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the com studios. Aaron Rodgers doubled down on his criticism of his teammates and, frankly, his coach. What'd Matt LaFleur do? Find out next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.